Welcome to Pruning 101. My name is Darvini and I am your host. Um, Today's episode is a segment of a series called On Adulting. And this episode is going to be focusing on how to be single and basically what goes on in college life. Today, my I'm here with my guest. guest. Hi. <laughs> um, you can introduce yourself. Hi, um, my name is Brianna Romulus. I am a Christian first, a wife, a mother, uh, an architect, and I am a lover of all things creative. I mean, <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. So you can find short clips of every episode on TikTok at Darvini C and on Instagram at pruning underscore 101. Thank you for tuning in and I hope you enjoy this episode. So let's see. Yeah. Our opening question. What have you been up to lately? What else have I been up to? That's definitely a loaded question because <laughs> as um, life as a mother and an employee, a wife, all those things, um, I think the best thing that I would say that I've been up to is learning how to go with the flow. And I say go with the flow, um, maybe not in the cool hip term that like y'all young people like <laughs> speak about it in um but I would say that like learning to go with the flow is truly what would like sum up what is going on in my life and that is just like trying to make sure that like as being a person I like to be in control of everything um and like to have things done one way and wanting everyone to do it that particular way it doesn't really work um in work it doesn't really work in life with kids and I think that that's something that I'm learning to like um just be able to like adjust and like pivot and so I say going with the flow is really something that has been a hard thing for me but I think within that I think God is like really trying to teach me something within that so I think that like you know being a person that isn't trying to control everything so I think um that's just definitely a good something that I've been up to but I mean besides like trying to be the best person I can be as God is molding and shaping me to be uh, yeah hmm. okay yeah hmm to be honest I'd say like same <laughs> Well, right now, okay, I just started school. Now I'm the captain of my dance team. I'm trying to apply for some internships. To be honest, like, okay, yeah, I might try my best to, okay, plan things to a T. But I think oh, going with the flow is pretty accurate to describe where I'm at right now. Because... I don't know. Things always never go as planned, even though I try to plan. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's the issue within that is that like 
the like society wants you to say like you know you're in control of this you can do how you want to do it like don't let anyone control you all this kind of stuff but in all reality we have to learn to go with the flow because we may plan something to to be one way and then we end up having to like stop and then like oh shoot this isn't working the way I thought it was gonna work or you know just knowing that like it's okay if it doesn't work the same way that someone wanted it to work you know um so yeah yeah okay yeah (laughs) I think that's pretty good yeah hmm yeah I don't have anything else I think that's pretty good um so I don't know do you want to do you want to pick what question you want to start with first or um, um I think it was fine the order that you sent it to me in unless there was one in particular that you saw fit better first. okay I guess maybe yeah. I'm gonna start with the first one okay okay so the first one says what is the point of being a good girl if guys don't even want a good girl so to elaborate, um, <laughs> to elaborate a little bit more on this one. So oftentimes, like, okay, people will refer to me as a goody two shoes because I don't smoke, I don't drink, I don't, I don't do no funny business. <laughs> like, and I don't know, for some reason, whenever they say that, for some reason, it never, it never it always made me feel some type of way whenever they were to say it. Cause why are you saying it like that? Like, Oh, she's a goody two shoes. And I'm not, and I don't even mean to go and be like, Oh no, I'm a, cause what is the opposite of a good girl? A bad girl, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. There's even something within the phrase good girl that rubs me the wrong way. But um, more specific to the question um yeah like guys will be like yeah I want a good girl I don't want her to be toxic I don't want her to do this 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 I want her to be like this 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 and then they'll trade out a good girl textbook good girl for for a girl that would or I guess that isn't a good girl what this would look like okay a girl that mm, does like to drink that does like to smoke that does like to have sex Mm -hmm. yeah um I first of all I would start off with that question like I would start off by saying what kind of guys don't want a good girl and and when I think of that I think of that may not be the right guy for you if he doesn't want you who God has made you to be Mm -hmm. and so um I think of the this like pope perception of like what what a good girl is in relationship to what a bad girl is i think that like guys can have an idea of what they want and then in 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 the season of their lives so like maybe a guy when he's like 
don't know, at the beginning, he's young. He's like, oh, no, I want a girl that I can have fun with. I want a girl that's, you know, willing, able to do this, this, and this. But then in our reality, when they're ready to, like, settle down, quote, unquote, then they want a good girl. But I think within that, you don't, that that is already excluding the guys that you really should be, like, dealing with. Mm-hmm. And then those that you shouldn't be dealing with. So that's what I would say. I would say, like, even though guys want to be, you need, like, a good, they may want a good girl. Um, and But then in in the back of their minds, they're like, no, nah, I actually want, you know, a bad chick or whatever. Mm-hmm. But But that's not, I don't, I wouldn't say that that is the guy for you if that's what he wants. If he wants you to conform yourself, change yourself to do something that's more, I guess I would say more palatable, palatable for him, he ain't the one. Like, and I think that like with this season of life that um, people are in, I don't understand this like dating season because I haven't (laughs) been in it um but I would say within that I don't think that you should ever settle for less or try to accommodate someone if it's outside of who God wants you to be Mm -hmm. and outside of his word and what he is what he's called you to do um so yeah I guess that's basically what I would say because I don't want a guy that's going to be like, oh, you're too good for, you're, you're too much of a goody two-shoe. Okay. They always say that, but oh, um, you're too good for me. Like they, they, that's the thing that they'll say now, like, oh, like you're too good for me to do that. And I think they say it in a way where it's like, okay, for you to like, I guess, I don't know if it's pity or, or sometimes They'll say it's something that's very common amongst like, okay, all my like girlfriends have been saying, we've been talking about this on and off that like typically a guy that isn't so great. Like, let's say he's, he's really nice. He's great, respectful, whatever, but he's in a tough position or he's got some issues that he hasn't dealt with. He'll be like, oh, like you're too good for me, but he doesn't necessarily want to let you go but he'll let you know you're too good for me. That's interesting. And I guess the reason why I say that's interesting, because when I think back to like my single days and my, um, (laughs) before I found my husband days, I would say, um, I think it, that is something that guys would say. Um, But within that, I think that in those, in that season, I allowed myself to because I liked who the guy was or like maybe he was you know cute or whatever um then I allowed myself to I guess conform to what is more palatable to that guy but Mm -hmm. then I think within that that was when I when I feel like I struggled with my identity and who God says I am and so I think within that, I think that's why you don't want to entertain those quote unquote guys, mm-hmm. because within that you can compromise the good values that you do have, you know, like yeah. that, those quote unquote, like that quote unquote good girl or the, you know, things you're choosing to abstain from 
is what makes you you and it also is what keeps you holy and keeps you closer to Christ um, rather than conforming to what society would say that you should do and what you shouldn't do. Uh, so yeah, that's what I would say within that. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's pretty good. Hmm. Yeah, because the streets, it's a cold place to be. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it definitely is. And I think that like, sometimes you don't realize in that season what it is how it's transforming or how it's slowly changing you because you may not see the change right off the bat it's like you compromise a little then it's like okay you know I'm gonna just sip a little you know I'm only gonna have one drink you know and then after that you're like "Mm," you know like I'm just gonna go to his house late at night yeah nothing's gonna happen nothing's gonna happen and then you just keep compromising and then you end up falling into a sin that you're like dang how did I get here but in our reality the signs are there like you just kept yeah you just kept compromising yeah what was interesting the other day it's funny that you mentioned oh like maybe I'll go to his house I was having this conversation um, with my friend. It was a guy that, okay, okay, we were having, we were having a conversation on, okay, why I said that. I had said, I had said to a guy that I don't want to go to his room, like on campus. You know how they have like apartments and whatnot. I said I didn't mm-hmm. want to go to his room, and he was his response to me is kind of like like because we talked about it afterwards but when we were talking about it he was like oh when I read that message I thought oh she's doing too much she's doing too much she doesn't want to go into my room and (laughs) and I was explaining that (laughs) I was explaining that that um the reason why I didn't want to go to his room it has a lot there's a lot that goes into it it's the way that Mm -hmm. I was raised even my friends around me, I can, I think I've only had about like two friends, like ever step foot into my room. And there are friends that I'm very close with, and I've never been even inside their house, never mind in their rooms. I don't know what it is. I'd say just at least surface levels, the way I was raised, I've never, even my parents were like, okay, like, it doesn't matter, girls or, or boys, like, don't go into, they can go into your, or girls, girls can go into your room, but you can't close the door. Boys is a no. Boys can go into your room, whatever. And so then I kind of carry that along. Now I'm in college and he's like, okay, like, you know, let's hang out until we can talk, da, da, da. Oh, you can come to my dorm. And I was like, uh, I'm not really, I'm not really with that. And <laughs> he was like, why not? And he said, like, oh um I don't know he just asked me why but in person when he when he saw me in person we agreed to meet up in the library and we we're talking good, about it good good girl, good girl. <laughs> yo no so he came to the library and we were talking about it and I was explaining it to him I was explaining okay yeah this is how I grew up but also that like, okay, there is also this thing where mm, every time I've been 
in a room with the guy and the door is closed bad things always happen and so it's a way for me to protect myself and he was like do you think that I would hurt you, you think I would oh my <laughs> okay 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 I'm just waiting I'm just waiting for my turn to talk yes yeah, and I was like no like I, it's not you it's just a thing that I have for myself and he was like okay would you be comfortable if I invited if I had like another friend in the room and then I was like well like I don't know your friends and, yeah what anyway, okay. end, game, end game end game he just he he said that like okay he would be willing to for me to willing to meet with me in the library or for me to come over to this place but we stay in the living room um I ended up just kind of deciding not to meet up with him that day just to take the easy way out but yeah (laughs) yeah oh oh my goodness like people aren't gonna be able to see my face but like and they haven't like they could they probably can't barely hear my reactions or whatever but like within that like when Darwin was just talking and like the things she was saying or what she said he was saying to her they are triggers for me and the reason why they are triggers for me is because these guys use the same tactics they <laughs> literally use the same I'm like when I was Darwin's age it was the same stuff like it it's like it does not change like and like Darvin and I have these conversations regularly, but I'm like, girl, run, like red flag, red flag, red flag, like run. Like, and and the reason why is because like I've I have been there and I have experienced those things where guys have said, you know, like, you know, what's the big deal? Like, you know, like like you're just in my room, like you mean you don't trust me you mean you think that I'm gonna do something to you they try they use those tactics to flip it on you to make it seem like you're doing something wrong okay I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna try not to be like super spiritual but also I am gonna be spiritual because that is who I am God has you know put the Holy Spirit within me and the Holy Spirit will bring out things and it will just like point me to his word because in our reality I think that when guys not just guys I'll say that people when people are trying to manipulate you and when they're trying to get you to do something that they want you to do they start they have you question yourself and what it is, why you are doing the things that you're doing, right? For example, we're going to go all the way back to the beginning in Genesis, right? When Eve was in the garden and her husband was there. Yes, we all know her husband was there (laughs) near her. And the serpent said to her, her, the serpent said to her um, that she needed to he he had her start to question what it is that God said. Um, and I think within that, when someone starts to have you question what it is that you were told, what it is you know within your heart, I think those are red flags. Um, let me see if I can find. Um, 
yeah so in genesis 3 um he said now the serpent was more crafty than any other beasts of the field and the lord god had made he said to the woman did god actually say you shall not eat of any tree in the garden and the woman said to the serpent serpent we may eat of the fruit of the tree in the garden but god said you shall not eat of the fruit fruit of the tree that is in the midst of the garden neither shall you touch it so right there she started adding stuff neither shall you touch it least you die right so within that i think that like when we are caught when we are posed with things that kind of give allow us to question what it is that we know in our heart I think that is a way to trip us up to kind of second guess what it is that we were told or what what it is we know that is good within our hearts and I think that when guys pose those questions I think that those are things to be uh, aware of and I'm not saying that every question a guy asks you is bad Mm -hmm. I think that when you set a standard when you set a boundary then and and someone tries to tear down those that boundary that you set within yourself I think that that's when you a red flag should go up for you to question what are their intentions behind this Mm -hmm. and I think a lot of times their intentions behind having you question is so that you can um so that you can let your guard down and let them let them in and when you second guess why you made that choice you're more likely to go back on the choice or the boundary that you had set in place um and I think within that conversation you had with that guy him questioning like you mean what do you really you think I'm gonna do something to you then then you in your heart question well, man, this guy's really nice maybe he won't do anything to me mm-hmm. maybe I'm just maybe I'm just overthinking this like and then you start to think am I overthinking it well you know like he's always been super sweet he you start to let your guard down Mm -hmm. and when you let your guard down things happen like that things happen um that aren't good and I think um when it comes to like oh my goodness this guy said invite (laughs) his friend I'm I literally like a little piece of me died inside and the reason why is because you don't know him like how do I know you're not gonna hit you and him are gonna do like do something to like you know like you never know like and I think that in this world people are too trusting and I'm not saying that you need to be like those true crime listen to those true crime podcasts and like you know be on your toes for everyone but I think within that like pray continually pray for discernment because within praying for discernment God will reveal who you should be around and who you shouldn't be around and um and I think that that's just enough in itself like we literally have to make sure that we're around people that are not just quote-unquote good guys or have good girlfriends but we also have to make sure what is the fruit that they're that they're showing um because if they're not showing fruits of the spirit run from (laughs) that spirit just saying jeez hmm i didn't even i wouldn't have I mean, I didn't piece it that way, the 
the questioning because like it, I mean it is true as you said like when he started asking me those questions then I started to be like hmm, maybe I could go like maybe if it's like if there's a girl but then again it's like I still don't know that girl I don't know like yeah then I that's when I started to like question it and- yeah but in our reality what is it that what is it that he needs to hang out with like why does he need to hang out with you in his apartment apartment in his room and why does there the fact that there needs to be a an extra person there kind of gives all vibes that we shouldn't be there to begin with mm-hmm. mm. because he only brought up the extra person he was like oh would it make you feel better would it make you feel more comfortable if there's somebody else there so what's that person gonna do Listening on our conversation, like what? I don't know. And I said that I was like, I was like, well, I mean, if I'm coming to your apartment, why am I coming to your apartment? Because it's not even keep in mind the way that the apartments are, it's like one share, it's an apartment where there's a shared kitchen, shared Mm -hmm. living room, and then there's four like bedrooms. So he has like Mm -hmm. it doesn't be going to his bedroom. Like that Mm -hmm. is his space. That's the only space he like technically has for himself in the apartment but I said to him I was like when people go into other people's rooms it's not to play patty cake exactly <laughs> it's not to play patty cake it's it's not it's definitely not and I think and I um I give you kudos for having your boundaries and clearly setting them and not compromising in that and I think that that is something that is commendable because we are out here like trying to do the best thing for ourselves and I think um within that like it's already it's already hard out here like it's already hard out here and so like I know like I remember those those times and like I may not struggle with the same things that you're dealing with now, like in your single season and stuff. But I think that within that, like, you know, compromising on like my beliefs, you know, like if someone asked me to like go, like when I feel like stuff is coming up now of just like, hey, you want to hang out, hang out with me? And they may not be, I guess I would say like this, judging who I should and should not hang out with, not because they're a bad person, but because they may not, they may not push me towards living or doing Christ-like things. And I'm not saying that they're causing me to do bad things, but if they're not pushing me closer to Christ in, in the season of life that I'm at, I feel as though I'm not ready to handle some of the things that I may be thrown. And so then, then my question for you then would be like, so then how do you even, how do you even handle that? Like when you approach someone where it's like, okay, you're cool. Like we, we are able to kick it. And everything is pretty gung-ho, great. But I can see, like, okay, within our conversations or within certain things that you do that we're not 
moving the same way. So it's like, yeah, no, I don't think it it merits me cutting you off. But mm-hmm. like, is there, do I even need to have a conversation about that? Or do I just, like, what am I even supposed to do? I don't think you need to explain yourself. But I think within that, find my best advice in finding a good guy would be, find a guy with his own boundaries. Mm-hmm. I think like, I think back to when I really started to like, try to find like more Christians. Um, I, and you know, Christian guys and stuff that I may have been interested in, the guys that were truly rooted and grounded in their faith were guys that had their own boundaries Mm -hmm. and I think in guys having their own boundaries it allows you to see the fruit that they have um I remember there was this one there's this one guy um that that I was talking to um back in college and he he told me that he was like oh yeah no like I'm not having sex before marriage Mm -hmm. and like he was like been there done that that's not what God wants for me and I know that now and I will not you know compromise on that Mm -hmm. and within that I was just like wow that was so mature of him to like already like come out like in within his from the jump like from the jump like this is what's this is what's not gonna happen and I think within that it's normally always the girls that do that but I think that when you find a guy that's like that and mind you like now like I wouldn't say that we're friends but like friends on Facebook and stuff but literally like him and his wife are literally the cutest thing ever and like he's such like I hands down like he he definitely wasn't the guy for me, not because of that, but because of like, we, things just didn't align. Like our, he was the right person for her. And I, and I say that in like, no, like um, judgment or anything. But I think that like within that, like there was, he gave me hope for like my husband, like, and like being willing to like, have his own personal boundaries and like set them up from the beginning and I think within that it's like that actually made him more attractive and I think that when you find a guy that will have his own boundaries and let you know what those boundaries are like girl don't be trying to try me (laughs) (laughs) oh wow that's don't be trying to get me caught up that's something that's really rare guys saying stuff like that i've never had nobody say something like that to me that's great usually every time i say something like that they'll be like yo you're wild you're crazy like or when i would say something like that they'll be like oh Mm -hmm. like why would i like i don't understand how you can do that Uh, why would i put myself through that type of suffering or but i think within that that is already setting like 
God's already weeding those guys out of your life, like legit, because by the things that they say, he ain't for you. If he's not willing to wait, then he he ain't the one. Yeah. And the fact that like you may think you have to compromise to, for a guy that does that, you gotta check yourself on that because you don't ever want to you don't ever want to compromise your values and what God has truly, you know, set mm-hmm. you apart for. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. 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 Girl. Mm-hmm. That's something I have to chew on. I have to chew on, but that is true. I have started to do that. Like, no, recognize some of the things that they say and be like, eh, this one's not it. Yeah. Our next question is As a newbie to womanhood, what do I need to know? They say that women have more power than we think because we set the standard. So within this, what do I need to know? Okay. Um, I guess I would say like as I guess being a newbie to womanhood, I think I would um, talk to you about learning what womanhood is means and I think not what society says womanhood is but what God says womanhood is so I would say I'll kind of turn it back to um I know in Titus um it kind of talks about womanhood and you know like who you're surrounding yourself with um other Christian women and like having other Christian women that are, you know, older in the faith and then having them be a a guide alongside you as you're embarking on this new journey. Um, But I think within that, I think the way society deems, the way this, the way society views womanhood is different from the way God views womanhood. So I think that erasing everything that you've learned from society and Mm. replacing it with God says (laughs) um, about womanhood. Um, And so I think within that, that's already, that's already gonna kind of ruffle some other, some feathers because it's against the grain of what you're used to. Um, But in all reality, it's good for you to be able to define yourself um by your creator you know Mm because who who understands what a woman is better than the person that created women woman Mm -hmm. geez i had an essay to write about this last semester just uh, literally about uh, what is a woman what is womanhood and i did not do well on that because well I had to, I, I found myself mixing, okay, what I knew that God said about womanhood, but also like, okay, there were certain things where it was talking about how, okay, anybody is a woman, like anybody, like as long as they say that they are a woman, that they are a woman. So I had a hard time with that. And I got, I got 
I think a C minus on that paper. And my professor was talking about all the points that I said that was contradicting each each other. And he's like, oh, um, you can redo this paper. Like he gave me like detailed notes on like, you know, things that were conflicting. And he said, you can redo this paper and you can get a better grade for it. You can get a chance to get an A. And I didn't even respond to his email. I was like, I'm not doing this. <laughs> I'm yeah. not doing this because like even like the the web the sources, the web sources, the book sources that he gave us, I couldn't, I couldn't, it, it was just too much, too difficult for me to go and try to chop up and make sense. So I just left it all together. Yeah, I think I think that that definitely was a challenging thing that I can't even wrap myself, like wrap my head around in this day and age um, with articles of you are who you say you are. And mm -hmm. I that's a whole nother topic yeah. that we can that's get into. But <laughs> Yeah, that could be a whole other podcast within itself. But I would say, it. I would yeah, I would just tie it back to the source and like, if you want to understand your iPhone, go to the creators of the iPhone. You go to Apple, you find out all the quirks, how you do this, how you do this function, how you do that function, why this does this, why this does that. Mm -hmm. because they created it and so if you want to understand womanhood go to the person that created womanhood and mm -hmm. that's god and so learn and study in his word what he says about you and why he says that about you um and i think that truly is what helps me as a woman um is by recognizing who God created me to be and why he created me to be that you know so um what about um what would you say about um how women set the standard I I'll talk a little bit more about this it was um it was a retreat that I had gone to with my school a leadership conference and um there was one of the speakers that was there and after he gave his whole spiel to the group, I kind of pulled him aside and I was like, hey, I literally said, hey, you know a lot of stuff. <laughs> you know a lot of stuff and I want to know more stuff. Like, you want to, can we, can we talk? And he was like, yeah, sure. So we sat and we were talking, chit-chatting, chit-chatting. This is one of the things that he said. He said that women have, he didn't say like, most of the power he said at, at least as far as like dating goes he said that we have all of the power like we set the tone we set the standard and so he was saying that basically according to the boundaries and the standards that we put up is how like men will move so he said that like if you give them an inch basically yeah like if you give them an inch they'll like take a mile like try or at least try to go a mile with that little inch that you give them like just kind of seeing loopholes where they can prod their fingers like oh this is mm -hmm. yeah yeah I, I definitely think that that um 
that he's making somewhat sense within saying that. And I say somewhat sense is because I think that people in general define like can can define where those things lie right mm -hmm. so like if a guy is going to have this standard then he's creating the it kind of goes back to our talk about boundaries when you set your boundaries up how are you like you think of a bowling alley right let's go with the bowling alley analogy mm -hmm. Don't worry about my random analogies, but yeah, <laughs> stick with me. So in a bowl, in a bowling alley, right? You have the gutters on the side and you have them on both sides and you have your target of where you're trying to go, right? And so there are guardrails that you can put up in order to make sure you don't go in the gutter. And those boundaries are those gutters that you put up. You can bowl without those boundaries, mm -hmm. but if you're not skilled at it, then you will end up in the gutters, right? Yeah. So when you put up those boundaries, those walls, those guardrails or whatever, it helps you, it helps your, you to guide your ball into the, your destination, right? So mm -hmm. I think within that, we all have boundaries that we all set up. Yes, I think that women do have, um, can set the tone in a, in a relationship or situationship or whatnot um, of what she's willing to handle and what she, or what she's willing to take and what she's not willing to take. But I think within that, you have to make sure that you guide yourself and you set up those boundaries so that you're not, so that you don't have to worry about falling into the gutter. And that, and like in falling into the gutter is when you're not getting to the goal that you had in store, you know? Hmm. Yeah. And then, hmm, I need to, I need to chew on it. Give me a second. Hmm. Well, you talk about, okay, falling into the gutter so you say so basically saying that all right the way a way to prevent that from happening is just by having up those mm, boundaries mm -hmm. and so when we don't have them we're more susceptible to falling into those gutters okay mm -hmm. that makes sense yeah yeah, yeah. Hmm. okay i think a good a good segue after this question um yeah I think this one is good so what should I be doing during this season to make sure that I'm still growing oh in this season I guess I would say I would say live your live your best life and I think that not what society would deem your best life but like what Christ would define as your best life I think that um yeah I think that within everything that we are going through in life I think that um equipping yourself with the skills that you need um making sure that you are 
able to handle what it is that's thrown at you. Mm. And so I say, um, yeah, like instead of focus on what's coming your way, instead of equipping yourself with what it is that you need in order to fight off what ends up coming your way. Mm. Equipping myself. Mm. What would you what would you say is at least one thing that I should equip myself with? The first one that comes to mind is prayer. Um, mm. I think that in every season of life that you endure, prayer is always going to be that one thing that really will help ground you. And mm. I and I and I say that because I wish that in my single season that I prayed more. And I think that I wish that I prayed more for the woman that I am now and the things that I'm enduring now. Um, because I think that in, in that stage, I feel like it kind of ties to a question that we haven't talked about yet, but like, what do you do when you're single? Yeah. What do you do in your single season? I think all of these kind of tie together, but I would say I would kind of sum them all up of, the living your best life, but in living your best life, making sure that you focus on um, what it is that you could be doing in preparation for your future. And it kind of reminds me of, (laughs) it kind of reminds me of something that Gene, my husband, he said to me, like, I don't know, maybe a couple months ago, but I told him about like, he knows that like, I can be an impatient person and I don't like waiting for things and stuff like that. Right. So he, he was, he was saying to me, like, you know, you're supposed to wait, like you just like, and I was like, well, I don't know how to wait. And he's like, he was like, do you wait for water to boil? And I was like, yeah, I wait for water to boil. And he was like, no, you don't wait for water to boil. You go and do something else and then the water will eventually start boiling but he's like you focus on something else you do that some that other task that you need to do whatever it is preparing you getting your pasta ready or getting the sauce ready or whatever it may be grounding up the meat in order to make your spaghetti whatever it is that you're using but like you don't wait you don't sit there and like focus on the water being the water boiling so like don't focus on or shoot like I'm am I singleness like why am I in my singleness when am I gonna get out of my singleness oh my goodness singleness is taking forever and you're not like you're not focused on the water boiling but instead you focus you you turn and do something else and when you're when you turn and do something else then the the guy that God has for you he shows up then you're like oh shoot the the water is done boiling the water is boiling now like then you turn and you look and you take care of the water boiling you know and I think that like that really stumped me when he said that because I never thought about it like that I never but in our reality, when I was in my single season and I am like 
we were friends, but we weren't, we, we had been like disconnected, like we had been talking to each other for like a year plus um, within that. Um, but I think when I was in that, in that single season, I just got a relationship. Things were not like the best, but in that, like I started to study God's word. And I'm not saying this as a cliche, like, oh, yeah, if yeah. I study my word, then God's <laughs> going to bring my man. Like, no, that's not what yeah, I'm saying. But, for but I think, but I think within that, when I was focused, my eye, like when I was focused on God, when I was focused on the other task that I was doing, instead of waiting for my water to boil, I yeah. think that I truly, I, because I was rooted and grounded within Christ and he prepared and he was preparing me, he was equipping me to be the right person, to, to be the right person for my husband so that we could attract each other because Jen and I knew each other for like four years prior mm-hmm. to us like actually courting and getting to know each other on that level. And I think within that, like that familiarity um, within knowing him, it was cool. But I think what what made me more attractive to him is my love for Christ and me wanting to please Christ in what it is that I did. And that's the same that attracted me, like that attracted me to him is his diligence in studying God's word, his diligence in learning more about him, God and who God is, um, is what attracted us to each other. But I think that the only way that we could have been attracted to each other is if we were in our word and we were doing what it is that God had called us Mm -hmm. to do in our single seasons and so when God brought us together it was like okay like yes I still have things to work on but within that we're where we needed to be in order for God to equip us to be ready for each other so I think within preparing like what you're doing your singleness live your best life and enjoy living it with God like legit like don't be afraid to enjoy being single like uh, it it brings me back to a thing that I was listening to um about contentment and I think that single single season like your single season will really have you struggling with contentment but in you think that in your single season, you're going to only struggle with contentment. But in all reality, in every season of life, you will have things that come up that will cause you to struggle with your contentment. And I say that because one thing is not going to solve your problem. And so um, in in this whole thing of like contentment, I think that you really truly have to focus on what it is that God wants for you and um, make sure that you are focused on learning to be content in the single season that you are. Because if you don't learn all the things that God is trying to show you within your single season, when you get married, you're going to have to struggle in your married life to deal with those things I think that there are some a, a lot of things that I could have dealt with beforehand um 
in my single season, that really would have equipped me to be prepared for the marriage season. And um, I look back on it and, and I'm like, yo, I really, that's why I said the whole prayer thing. If I had a strong foundation in my prayer life in my single season, then it would have been an easier transition in my marriage season in, in my in married season. Um, and I and I guess I would um, I wanted to read um, Philippians 411 mm-hmm. um, when Paul talks about being content. I mean, the whole chapter of Philippians is so good. And even like, or like the whole book, but in that whole chapter of four is really good. And a lot of people quote from it, um, but I, it, it's so heavy. And I think that, you know, I don't want to be long-winded, but I would say that like, that's just a chapter that I feel like in your singleness, like meditate on that, like read it, meditate on it, read it again, and just like say, God help me and to do all these things. And I think, cause, cause Paul is writing to the Philippian church and he's telling them these things and he's like, Hey, these are the things that you guys have. This is what I encourage you to do and keep doing. And so I'll start at, um, verse 11. So actually I'll kind of go a little bit back, but like before in verse six people quote that a lot where they're like don't be anxious about anything but in every but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your request be known to god a lot of people quote that you know right but within that like he says a little bit later and he talks about god's provision over the philippian the philippians um he says like in verse 11 not that i am speaking of being in need for i have learned in whatever situation I I am to be content. And, and then in verse 12, he says, I know how to be brought low and I know how to how to abound in um, in anything in every circumstance. I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. And then in verse 13, everyone always quoted, I can do all things through him who gives me strength. Um, but I think within that, what Paul is saying is, is um, that like focusing on what it is that we have and like dwelling in that and why we have that. Because he didn't say that like, you know, like, oh, because I had the plenty, I was happy then. Mm-hmm. And so then now I have to have less and then I'm, and then I'm unhappy. Like, he's not saying that he's saying that like in the good and like when I had a lot, I was happy when I had less, I was happy and not, and not focusing on what your circumstance is and not defining your happiness. Um, because in defining your happiness with your circumstance, when your circumstances change, your, your happiness it's going to change and you don't want that you don't want your happiness to define your your life because there are going to be different things that you go through ebbs and flows in life and when you're content in the season that you're in you're literally going to really truly be able to sit in that and I think I was listening to the 
the podcast you had suggested to me the let's talk podcast Mm -hmm. and literally they were talking about discontentment and I can't remember her name but she shared this like beautiful view of discontentment and basically I'll kind of sum it up Mm -hmm. um but basically she said her and a couple of moms go to this park and they love this park because the park is fenced off all the way around so as a mother you want you want your kids to be safe you don't want to have to worry about when you're talking them running off and stuff like that or whatever so this this park being blocked like fenced all around is good right Mm -hmm. but the older her like the older children like it's a bunch of moms the older kids are like hey moms can we actually go and play on the field outside um, (laughs) of the fence and then the kids are like um and and so the moms are like no no stay in you know in the in the bounds of this play area and because there's like a road that's next to the field and all that kind of stuff well the kids decide that they're unhappy about being inside this fence and being inside this play area but they have plenty of things to play with in the play area but the kids are standing at the fence and they're looking outside of the fence and when they look outside of the fence they're so focused on what it is that they don't have yet and how they want that thing that they're not even enjoying the fact that they have so much stuff to play with inside the fence and and I think within that that's it she literally painted the perfect picture of contentment and literally it's something that I literally I paused the podcast and I've just been meditating on that because literally like it's something that is so true and like me just like realizing like this idea of contentment and just like why am I so focused on the next thing when I'm so focused on the next thing I can enjoy what is literally right in front of me and I think what I wish in my single season I did more of is focused on the single season that I was in and like been grateful for the season for that singleness because literally I could go do whatever like I could yeah. go get my nails done I didn't have to I didn't have to worry about like my my kids like fussing at me because I'm getting ready to leave the house without them like all these different things like there's so many things like I love my kids to death like but I think within that there's things that I didn't appreciate in my single season that now I'm like man like you are I should have really appreciated those things but then even now in motherhood I'm like trying to make sure that I focus on enjoying the young stage that my kids are at because like they're gonna grow up and I'm like oh I miss when you want to cuddle and hug me and hug me and now you're just so busy that you don't even want to give me a hug Mm -hmm. you walk in the door you give me one hug and then you're off to go do your own stuff and I think that um every season mercy every season literally you can find something to be discontent about but i think it's choosing joy choosing happiness choosing to focus on the blessings that god has given to you every breath that we have is something to be grateful for because there's somebody that didn't wake up this morning you know and so like there's somebody that's struggling with something that you're not and like being able to just like be grateful in it and not worry about all the things that you could be 
ungrateful about. It's just like, why? Why do I need this thing? Uh, But yeah, that amazing podcast. Let's (laughs) talk. Yes. Yeah, that was a pretty good podcast. I haven't listened to all of their stuff. I've listened to their most recent, but they have good content. Let's talk. Good stuff. But well, you said you said some some things in there that I want to like break down. So well, you well, we kind of like touched like all of the questions to be honest. Um, but the one that I'd say, okay, you can go into is that okay, the what is hard about being single? What is hard about singleness? You said that like waiting, waiting and and being discontent with not having the okay, you look at these people and they're happy. Like you have, they have a companion, they have all these things. Like even for me, this 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 is like a little thing, a little thing that I'm that I keep on coming back to. I've never gotten flowers from a guy. Most of my friends have gotten flowers, but it's like I've never gotten flowers. And so sometimes I'll be like sort of envious or jealous of like, okay, when I see videos or TikToks of the girlies with their flowers in it. <laughs> and I'll be like, oh, that's cute. But man, so yes, being content with, with where you are at. Um I mean, and to remedy the flower thing, I think my dad found out about it. He's like, I don't need, you don't need no man to give you flowers. I can give you flowers. Then he got me flowers. So I I mean, (laughs) it worked. It made made me feel nice. Yeah. (laughs) It made me feel nice to his credit. It it solved the problem. Um, But yes, uh, discontentment. The age I guess I kind of challenge you on that because when when you said that the whole like you know you've seen other girls get flowers from guys I it it makes me think of well wouldn't it make it that much more special if it's the man that you end up marrying hmm I never thought about that what if the first guy that gets you flowers is your husband and and you share that special thing with him Hmm. because he ends up being your husband and I think I think that's why I challenge you on it because I think that a lot of times I guess we want to be experienced in something or like have a plethora of these things but in all reality like I think that's what makes that the uniqueness of not having that thing makes it even more special when it is with the person that you spend the rest of your life with That is true. And and another thing was, you had also mentioned that, okay, when when a guy approaches you and he does bear fruits, has bear fruits of the spirit, and that him displaying those things is what makes you more attracted to them. I think where I'm at, where I'm at, and I, I can look around me for, for girls and guys likewise, it's 
a common thing to be attracted to the opposite if that makes sense like mm, attracted to ungodly men ungodly women like traits like things within them like oh i like when guys would be like oh i like her nasty something like that things Mm -hmm. like that it's very common so for me when i hear things or i guess when i had heard things like that it's like does that it's it's kind of i it's translated into my head as like oh I'm seen as less attractive because because I'm not what they say is attractive if that makes sense yeah I think it definitely does make sense because I think that in my like um past seasons of life I think that I kind of struggle with that too of like wanting a guy to think I'm attractive and like wearing certain clothes in order to get a guy to think I'm attractive or like oh she has this or she has that because look at her like um but I think within that I think your your mind is focusing on the wrong thing um because in wanting someone to have characteristics of what God wants for you is what's going to help you to get to the person that you can truly align with. And so having guys that don't have those those characteristics is a recipe for disaster. Yeah. And I say that from experience. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 10 out of 10. That's for sure. Mm, heads up. We have six minutes left. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. But I think we 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 covered all of the we got to all of the questions. Yeah, we got to everything. Hmm. Yeah, I guess I'll just leave everyone with um enjoying where you're at and enjoying where God is bringing you and enjoy where he has brought you from like I think a lot of times we look at where we're currently at and don't feel like we've made any progress Mm -hmm. but in our reality if we think back to where we were and the things that we focused on in the past and things we thought about in the past I think that we would we're I guess we were doing we're doing ourselves a disservice by like not reflecting on the things the things we have overcome so Mm -hmm. i'll just challenge like each of you young ladies that are listening to this um each person that's listening to this like Mm -hmm. truly just like sit in where you are and then reflect on where you've come from and then also like encourage yourself that like if i made it this far like think how how much further i can get by staying rooted and grounded in Christ and him. Yeah. 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 Cause that's really going to be what helps you to just continue to grow, you know? Mm. Yeah. That's good stuff. 
Ooh, this episode about to be so fun. <laughs> I had so much fun. This was so good. Um, literally, like to all you that are out there, like literally pruning is so important. And so as so I've I've told Darby that like this podcast, like pruning one-on-one is just like gonna be so powerful because literally God pruning you, you want that because when you prune it a bush it flourishes more than when you don't prune it and so if you want to continue to flourish keep allowing God to prune you cut off the unwanted things so that you can grow and be the best thing um, that he really truly has inside you amen that's what's up thanks for having me on (laughs) Thank you for coming, Bree. I really appreciate it. Also, the background noise is people coming in. I don't know. But, yeah. Hey. (laughs) That's my dad. He just walked in. But, yeah. We're at the end. We've only got two minutes left. But thank you so much for talking to me. You're welcome. You're welcome. Okay. And until next time. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Hi guys. Thank you so much for listening. Bree and I were talking more off air. We were chatting it up. But her and I have conversations like this all the time so this is nothing new we just decided oh yeah like let's record it this time and share it with the world so i hope you guys enjoyed it as much as i did but um at the end of every episode i usually put a song um that has to do with the topic of the episode but because today's episode was a bit long i'm just gonna tell you what it is but not play it but it's called wait on you by Dante Bo and Chandler Moore and this is from Elevation Worship. One more time that's wait on you. So thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful and blessed day.